Welcome to Stories of Hope, an offshoot of my podcast, where I share some stories that will hopefully make us better allies. Stories that have helped me get hope back and talk to people who have successfully helped overcome their difficulties. We see hope everywhere. Today's stories are two hope stories of the second episode of Stories of Hope. The two hope stories are actually really inspiring and hope stories. And I wish they bring back hope in life and teach you a lesson of hope. So let's go with our first story in today's episode. Here we go. From the biggest of tragedies, hope can always be found, says our next, our first hope story. So get cozy and open your mind, because it's story time. to the world and to ours 
Wow, thanks very much for sharing the story. I understand you had a little bit difficulties in sharing the story that is really, 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 you know, such a story that actually can change everyone and let them get hope back in life. Thanks a lot, uh, Jade Doshua. Uh, I mean, I really got hope back by this amazing story. Uh, you're from the Philippines, right? Okay. All right. Uh, we're gonna start by asking you some of the questions. Okay. First, we would like to ask you, what's your name? Like your full name? Like should we call you Jay Joshua or uh, Jacob Joshua or what? I, I don't know. I mean, I just knew that your name is something related to Jacob. Uh, the full form of my name is Joshua. Uh, excuse me. Could you say again? My name, the full form of my name is Jacob Joshua. You can call me J. Joshua for. Oh, okay, we understand. So, I would like to ask you another question. Uh, like, how did you know, like, that your three-year-old only cousin and your father are, like, d- dead? They're not coming back anymore. After two years, that one typhoon... We found their bodies in the in the river of the Tuan Typhoon. Oh, I so understand. We know that I understand. First of all, I am really giving you a special thanks for having the courage and sharing your story on our podcast, on our offshoot of our podcast here. I really give you the best thanks ever, uh, J- uh, Jacob Joshua, for coming and speaking about your story and spreading hope to people. And also, uh, along with the message of climate change. I would like to ask you the third question. I would actually know, like, how are you now? Like, how do you feel? And how old are you? <coughs> I'm fine, thank you. Thank you, God. I, I am 12 years. I'm 12 years old now. Oh. So, actually, when did this incident happen? Like, how much years old were you when, when this incident happened? Uh, I was seven years old. Oh my god, a seven year old and facing some kind of disastrous typhoon to one and um, and we also would like to tell to the audience if you can't hear properly it's because um uh jojo shua is talking to us from the philippines right yes hello and of, of course uh, a salute to the philippines <clears throat> i would like to ask you the fourth question and like what's your feeling towards that your three-year-old cousin and your father died i know it's really hard if you couldn't answer it it's not a problem but we're just asking you to know like to tell the people that you had hope in life it was very painful for us the family but when we found them we went and buried them yes and like it was very painful for us i understand losing a father and losing a three-year-old only cousin and a three-year-old is really something that's really you know emotional and really sad and painful and you were such a brave you had a courage to actually find hope after all this mess and situation we would like to end our questions with you by saying 
the most important question of all. How did you find hope so easily and how did you find hope like that? I know it's hard for my father and my three-year-old cousin to die, but the typhoon happened because of climate change. So hope came when we all and all the people from all the countries around the world came together together to take a stand against climate change. Wow, wow, wow. Such support and such hope. Like, yes, you found hope in life and you also took a stand against climate change. Yes, it's the climate change. It's the people affecting the climate change that made the Typhoon Tuan, which uh, <clears throat> sadly killed your uh, father and your three-year-old cousin. Uh, I really had a lot of fun hearing your story by the way I'm, I'm hearing his story actually for the first time i mean i'm, I'm getting the questions and i really want, I want to know even the answers i think it's story such an inspiring story and such hopeful story i mean i really liked it thanks to you <coughs> for sharing your story special thanks and if you would like to say last thing to the podcast over here and to the audience of our podcast here what would you like to say such an amazing lesson and really this is the message we are sending through our offshoot of our podcast whatever happens you have to still have hope in life i really don't want to end the interview and the chat with you now but uh i really thanks to you for for actually appearing in our podcast thanks uh for giving us the opportunity to share your story and thanks for having the courage to speak out even if you have difficulties. Thanks very much and goodbye. Bye. Here we come to the end of our first story of hope. And now we come to the next and last story of hope of today's episode. See the story of a young girl from Africa who is settled both as a refugee and a UNICEF companion in Cameroon. Meet Suzanne Dozoka, eight-year-old kid. She has seen what no child should ever see. Stephen, 
we slept in the mountains. The day after we left and reached the village of Dazwadi, when we arrived here, the other children continued, but I was tired, so I sat under a tree and fell asleep. That's when the son of a woman named Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth found me and I went to live in her home. I don't know where my parents are. I'm happy here. I got to school. There I meet new friends. When I with my friends, I forget what happened. But when I finish school, bad memories come back. <clears throat> Thank you so much, uh, Suzanne Dezoka, for sharing your story. I know it's a very short story, and we really want to say to you, if a very short, it's a very short story because Suzanne Dezoka can't say all her story because it's really painful. It has a lot of violence <clears throat> and a lot of bad things and a lot of you know things that really an eight-year-old kid, an eight-year-old young girl like her should not see. So, uh, first of all, uh, how are you, Suzoka? How are you now? Hello, Suzanne Suzoka? Hello? Yes, how are you now? How old are you? I'm fine, thank God. I'm now, I now live in a hospital community in Carmel. I'm 11 years old. Oh, good. <clears throat> Should we start with asking you some questions right now? Sure. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, I'm gonna uh, ask you the first question. How did you know your parents will not come back? It's been two years. I really don't know if they will come back or no. Okay. Question. Uh, I want to ask you the next question. I mean, I'm not familiar with the Boko Haram and what they do, but who are the Boko Haram? <clears throat> the Boko Haram were the people who came and destroyed us and invented our country. Oh. <clears throat> I would like to ask you the next question. And it might have been really um, painful, but uh, if you want to answer it, answer it. How do you feel about your parents now that they're gone? Like, how's life without them? I always don't want to remember what happened because I feel sad. But I always remember them in my memories. Oh, of course, of course. I would like to end with saying the last question and the very <clears throat> most important question in here. How did you find hope back like that? Thanks to Mrs. Elizabeth. And I'm now living very happily with them. I go to school and I always have hope in my life. Oh, wow. Well, <clears throat> we would like to tell you that uh, we would like to thank UNICEF 
for giving us the opportunity to talk to uh, Suzanne Dezoka, uh, for sharing her story. We'd like to always also thank you, Suzanne Dezoka, for having the courage and sharing your story to inspire hope back. Also, by the way, in our story here, Miss <coughs> Elizabeth has shared some uh, messages that we wanted to tell her here to tell you more information about the story. Mrs. Elizabeth's son has found Suzanne Dezoka sleeping under a tree. So uh, when once they found him, they took her to keep her, to keep her in their house. Now, uh, Suzanne Dezoka lives in uh, Miss Elizabeth's house, and Mrs. Elizabeth treats her the best treatment and like her daughter. Thanks to UNICEF again, and thanks to uh, to Mrs. Elizabeth <coughs> for and uh, uh, for like keeping a young girl that age with you and taking care of her. Really, the story really inspired me, and it's really. Oh yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Would you like to say any other thanks now to the audience? I mean, from the podcast. Yes. Thanks very, very, very much, Suzanne Dezoka, for sharing your story. I know it's really hard talking about that. And <coughs> we, I'm, I'm really glad that we took all these uh, situations to have the chance to talk to you. Thanks to UNICEF again, and thanks to Miss Elizabeth, and thanks to you, Suzanne Dezoka. Thanks for appearing on our podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Goodbye. So, here we come to the end of today's podcast episode of Stories of Hope. As you've seen, Suzanne Dosoka and Jay Joshua have faced all the difficulties and taken all the opportunities to find hope in life. And their message was the same to you, fellow audience. It's to always have hope in life, even to take all the opportunities and stand all the difficulties. And always there is hope in life. To my fellow friends listening, we need hope, just as Suzanne Dezoka and Jay Joshua had. And we can find hope, and we can do it. Hope is possible, and we need to get to it. Thanks for listening. If you would like to share your hope story, and also appear as a guest in the host stories of Hope Offshoot. Send us an email at yms 632 at gmail.com or message us on Instagram as the underscore scary underscore stories underscore podcast. And if you would like to use my platform to support any business or to promote your work or share your perspective, please send me an email at yms 632 at gmail.com. And for now, salama and good night.